Attack left lane. Wow, none of us can English tonight. No. I can I can English too now, can I? God damn it. Attack the gold fury. Someone's autocorrect ain't working in their damn brain. Group up. Wow, I'm so dumb today. Up, 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 up. Oh, you're fuzzy wuzzy. Let's not hurt them too bad. Let's make them scream! When in doubt, English. Split push! Howdy, folks. Dirtnap Stad here. Welcome to another episode of Split Push, episode 18. Hmm, no peasants rejoicing this time, but hey. I almost forgot to clap, so I was kind of distracted. Oh, that's why. <laughs> but here we got Dirtnaps Dan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? And we got my buddy Yuki. What's going on? And here's Guy. What's up, everybody? And last but not least, it's Beagle Girl. Sup, peeps? Oh, again, the excitement this week. <laughs> I just want to point oh, out. Missed all the excitement. We had a good day, first right. episode. I want to point out she said peeps. <laughs> Don't put them in the microwave, seriously. <laughs> I have never tried that. What happens? Peep aside. Mass peep aside. Boom. All right. Well, there's your tip of the day. Don't put peeps in the microwave. Could but be the grossest back candy to smite. ever. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to let them get stale. That's when they're good. All right. Well, let's uh let's talk about some games of the week here first. I know um I don't know who I want to go first. How about Beagle? Why don't you go first? Well, to be completely honest, I haven't really been playing much Smite. I guess I just really haven't been motivated, but I guess this game is probably worth sharing. I played I think this was last night or the night before. Last night, yeah. I was playing with Dan, Dad, Guy, and was it Yuri that was Kabrakin? Because yes. I, yes. it, it, yep. for some reason yeah, it does not show the name. Show. Yeah. And I went, I went 10, 4, and 7, and I just kept hitting like these perfect stuns. Like, I think, uh, Ymir went to free someone oh, or that's something. Yeah. yeah, and, Every time I kept either silencing or stunning him, and it was like really funny because he yeah, just I, he just runs at you, silence, and then he's like, "Oh, what?" And if he got his freeze off, I was playing. Oh no, yeah, I was playing hell, and I just cleansed it. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I haven't really been playing too much Smite lately, so that's pretty much all I got this week. Yeah, the dirt naps have actually been kind of busy here over the. Uh, the last week and had some stuff going on. Actually, yeah, celebrated my forty-second birthday. I'm getting old, you know. I got my reading glasses. Yeah, on. I'm hardly gonna have happy birthday to I'm me. I'm hardly gonna have any time to play in the next two freaking weeks. School's getting ready to come back. Yeah, in. and oh, no. dumb people yeah. messed up mm -hmm. my stuff. So now I gotta go back. Yeah, Beagle actually has to go to school for two weeks before cyber school can start now because. The lady didn't receive any of the faxes or didn't say to not reply to the email with the information to click on this obscure link at the bottom of it with the information. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, how about you, Dan? How many games have you gotten in this week? Anything good on your side? Uh, I got a, pr a couple pretty good games in. One I particularly wanted to talk about that was fun 
was uh, being best at in an assault. Because it's just the easiest time there is. Right. You jump in, you hit your two, you hit your three, you maybe put your all down, and then you leave. You're good. And you get like two <laughs> or three kills out of it. <laughs> For free. I know, right? Isn't it you awesome? You take any damage, basically. And uh, I was blessed with a five physical enemy team. So I started Aww. out with Void Shield, and that was just fun. That's great. I ended up 9, 3, and 10, and that was a, that was a good game. Dude, I love Fantastic. She's freaking amazing. Uh, I also played an arena as Scylla. And um, let, let, now let me tell you, I've never seen bots sit in their tower or in their arena fountain this long. I mean... When I say I was Scylla, I was 14, 2, and 25 in 11 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Th- this, this game, I, w- I had two, I had a double kill in their fountain, actually. <laughs> I, I ulted somebody and killed them, and ulted somebody with full health to like 10, and then just threw my crush in, and before the slow healing could heal them up, boom. Yeah, that was a fun game. We played that in last night, uh, us three, along with Yuri and, and Arando. And oh. Yuri was Kepri and I was Athena. Oh, yeah. And Beagle was... Nice. I yes. totally missed that game. That game would... I went 17 that and 1. That game was so fun. I can't believe you didn't remember to talk about <laughs> wow. your 17, 17 and 1 don't, game. I don't know. I guess I just... I know. She's sitting here like... I forgot about this game. I'm like, the I best look. I was just looking at it, and I was like, "What the heck?" And this poor Ares man. I think he was like all my kills. Like, I really. <gasps> he, he was, was a beginner. <laughs> he was a complete noob. He had no idea how to play, and I was. Just, he had defenses, and I had transcendence boots, crusher, Odysseus bow, and tier two of Deathbringer. And I critted him so hard, it was not even funny. It was not nice, and he built tank. He built like a tank, but... I will say that Yuri and I were picking on him early, and between the grabs and the taunts and the... I was fooled once by his ult. (laughs) He didn't seem like he was that bad right away, and then it was like, oh. (laughs) I think he was just getting the shit end of the stick, you know? I mean, one time... Literally, Yuri and I pinned him kind of off to the side. It was back between their corner tower, our speed buff, and uh, their pillar. Just me, just the three of us, all guardians. And me and Kepri, we killed him. It took us a little bit, but we did it. No one interrupted until the very end, and it was too late then. We got him killed, and then, you know, but when his allies showed up, so did you guys. And, well, that wasn't good for them. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty fun game. Yeah, I went six and two in that, and then thirty-two assists in eleven minutes. I went seventeen and one. <laughs> hey, I started off getting all the kills in the beginning of the match. Then that is true. But then but you're like, I "Dad, still... you're like top kills." I'm like, "For now." Yeah, I think. Wait, 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 how many kills did Dan end up with? Fourteen. Oh, I even beat. Okay, okay. That's yeah. That's that's okay. all she cares about is beating my stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she pointed out that she was top damage over that match, Dan. Oh, yeah. Neath's yeah. top damage over Ascilla. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, not mm-hmm. even kidding. Anyone can hold trigger and walk forward behind an Athena. 
Yeah, she was behind me a lot there. Wow, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was well, out there on my At own. the end of the match, I'm like, all right, I'll get another. Oh, damn it, niece. Oh, damn it, niece. Like, okay, I'm not complaining too much, but. No, you kept saying that to Dan, actually. <laughs> I was saying it to both of you. No, you said it to Dan at least like six Scylla times. Scylla is liable to take any last hits she freaking wants. Oh, yeah. I wasn't complaining, though. I was having. It, it was a blast. We were just having a blast. That, that was a really good match. Anything else, Dan? Uh, no, that's pretty much it for me this week. Although I did end up playing uh, Old Joust, and I did pretty good as a, a Wheelix, and it was fun. But I can't tell you my stats or anything, because it's not on Smite Guru. Oh, yeah. I, 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 that was uh, that last... No, not the game I played with you guys, but Dan, you remember the game I played before? Mm-hmm. I played with that game with, like, nice people. I mean, we lost, but they were, like, so nice and chill. And they communicated with me, and I was so proud. <laughs> the little tear of happiness fall out of your eye. Yeah. What about you, Yuki? How how your game's been on your uh, extended working hours a week here? I played a game yesterday. It went poorly. <laughs> 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 so, so everyone knows I've been working 10-hour days. I work in a machine shop in an unair conditioned building and helping my aunt move on the weekends. It's been a long end. But the games I've had were pretty good. Actually, even though I'm you know, kind of memeing it up about it. Uh, we played a siege yesterday, me and Guy. And Guy, I don't know how your shoulders feel this morning, but that was a hard carry. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a hard carry. I played Medusa. Guy was Kuzumbo. And at one point, Guy's nearly dead. He has something like 40 health. I'm just like, run at me, guy. I have my ult. He's like, I'm not going to make it. And he turns that corner. I turn that corner. Double kill. You're going to make it, man. You're going to make it. <laughs> God, that game was so... Uh, I yeah, hate the, Siege. I'm just not a fan of Siege anyways. But. Yeah. Well, uh, Poseidon and Achilles like did their darndest to not feed uh, they actually both did okay. The Achilles built damage, as apparently everything that's supposed to have defense does this season. And the Poseidon kind of came online. He got pooped on early because they chased kills, and their enemy team was really bad. I think that shock at one point chased me most of the map, so I was just waiting for cooldowns. And they had a really good early game also. Yeah, with Soul, Uller, Vulcan, and Shock, yeah. Yeah. That hurt me to hear that. Yeah. And then last week, five days ago, thanks, my guru, let me know I haven't been playing. Uh, Daniel, remember playing Kamazots in an assault match where I was Ganesh? Oh, I think my God. Yuri was uh, on. Bracken? Book my brain. Uh, no. Wow, I can't do this right now. Celtic Guardian. RTO? Yes, RTO. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Sorry, silencing my phone at the same time. He was RTO, and man, we did get that game. Beagle was playing on Opwatch, and we had a random Anubis who, if you don't remember, could not land an ability. No. I've never seen an Anubis miss every ability in his kit, but he did. Yeah. But we won that one. We uh, still had... Beagle on Opwatch, so we uh we did our thing. 
I couldn't even tell you how many times I saw him accidentally put his three at his own feet. (laughs) I think I would need two hands to count it. Yeah, and it was a good thing we won that because we had to play against Lincoln Park fan, and uh, we we can't lose the Lincoln Park fans. This isn't this isn't two thousand and five. That would be crawling under my skin forever. God, how many, we made like eight of those things. Dad joke award. There Me it is. and Yuki made like six of them in a row back and forth. If we're not careful, they're going to make us bleed it out. Yeah. Uh, feed it out. Oh, right. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. enough of these guys talking. <laughs> that's that's really my game this week. That's I mean, I've I've played maybe eight games this week, and nothing super spectacular happened in any of them, except so, for you well, being in them. Yeah, you know, it, baby. <laughs> I got some games to talk about. We're going to save Guy for last because he's got the the biggest highlight of the week. It sounds like so. I've been playing a lot, actually, over the last uh, week here, and actually even a few more solo games than normal. And I've also buried the hatchet with someone. Ymir and I are now friends again. He was one of those guys I had played a lot. And every now and then, when you do that, you fall into that rut of playing them wrong. And just getting frustrated with them, not being able to hit abilities, just not being able to do what you're supposed to do. And him and I, we crossed that bridge. Then we burn it and let it go. And I didn't play him for the longest time. I mean, he's like my next highest to diamond. And, you know, no, I just don't even care. I'll play somebody else up. But I don't know what it was. Something inspired me. Actually, you know what it was? I played against a good Ymir and it inspired me. I'm like, you know what? Inspired you. It infuriated you, enraged you, and then made you want to cry. Yeah. But it also made me want to play Ymir again. So um, I'm seeing a lot of Ymir portraits here with a little green line above it. Needless to say, we're back on good terms. So yeah, I, I'm seeing a... Do we play the Conquest? This one was with the Texan playing Hercules. That's when he was um, Phoenix diving people. And uh, the first two towers were still up. <laughs> that game was great. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he wasn't dying. That that <laughs> that was all just part of the plan. <laughs> I also played. Actually, I played a Thanatos, someone I shied away from. I uh, got him in assault. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna go for it. You know, I was solo queuing at the time. I think here, right? Yep. And I didn't do great. But I didn't do bad. I went eleven eleven. I will be right right back. We won. You know, it was a good game, but you know nothing. <laughs> Terribly fancy, as Dan falls down. Yeah, so had those games. Of course, um, there was this one game I got to play as Ra, and we were playing in a in a clash. And this was uh, looks like four of us. Yuri was playing Artemis. Beagle was playing Bologna. I was playing Ra, and good old Dirt Nap Dan was playing Nija. Our, our rando was, was Ganesh. And while I think matchmaking's been a hell of a lot better since the recent updates, when uh, you're a good player that hasn't played in a mode in forever, it's still not quite on point because it doesn't understand how good you are and, you know, for a mode that you haven't played, I guess. So, and, you know, little heads up there. You might want to look into that because 
We played some Clash, and we were just raffle stomping people. Uh, this match in particular, I was 6-0 as Ra, and Dirtnap Dan, I mean, he was just displaying some godlike skills as Nija. Right, Dan? Yes, sir. <laughs> there he is. He made it back in yeah. time. Dude, that was one of your best Nija games ever. The 11 and 2, the elusive. Yeah. And uh, those two deaths were, you know, about the only two they had, just about. <laughs> that, again, we raffle stomped them. That was, it was fun and, and, and at the time, but, you know, I kind of felt bad. And then there was this other day where everybody was playing Kuzumbo. And I'm just like, you know what I love? I love playing Kuzumbo in Assault. And I haven't played Kuzumbo in Assault in a long time. And we're just playing different modes and we, you know, whatever time is shortest, whatever. And, and we queued up in Assault and bam, there was Kuzumbo. I'm like, oh yeah, game on. And when I play Kuzumbo, I, it's kind of a weird thing, but I just like to build as much health as I can. You know, and that's what I did this match. I think I had 4,200 health, which went my Nene Kappa was like 895 hit points. They had an Alpwash, uh, Kabraken, and a Soul, and a Daji, and a Nemesis. And I was just, you know, pop my two, pop my thorns. I'll stand in all three of you, you know, Alpwash alt going off, you know, Soul alt going off while Kabraken's ground pounding. I'm just like, dancing in it you know uh but that was actually speaking of dancing that was the highlight for me of that match middle of the match two forces are coming together again for another fight and Kabrakin runs out in front of me and just stops and doesn't do anything and i immediately just busted into my dance and i'm there dancing with him and you know here comes dan <laughs> didn't couldn't, couldn't let him sit there he, he got all discordia boxed up and you know but again, fun game. Love that. But the game I think I really want to talk about, since I already talked about my Athena game. Uh, all right. I'm going to give no two, th two things before I go. First off was the last game I played in uh, Arena last night. We were up against a team of five assassins. Five very mobile assassins. Okay. A lot of stuns. A lot of uh, escapes for them, you know. And it was a tough game. I was playing Vulcan. They were fast, very mobile, hard to hit. You know, I was whipping my owl out basically as soon as I got it every time. You know, had a good bit of cooldown. And, you know, I was hitting people. I was doing damage. But it was hard to get the kills because, again, they just had so much escapability. And we had one random that was playing... Pele. And while they did a shit ton of damage, they also gave the enemy team 50 tickets dying 10 times because they thought, you know, I can just 1v5 them. And I don't get that. Why is it in Arena people think they can 1v5? It doesn't work that way, people. Wait, it just can't, doesn't. You can? And it was all my fault, unless apparently. Unless you're still. Yeah. You know? yeah, unless you're still. And uh, their VGS spam was so bad that. At the end of the game, it was blinking furiously to report them. <laughs> and um, 
needless to say, they did get four reports because it was just like horrible. I tried switching over to, you know, the, the game chat, like, yo, dude, man, what's going on here? Let's, you know, let's work together and, and win this. We can do this. We did win only by 15 tickets, but, you know, it was a close fight. But no, they didn't respond there. It was just, nope. You rock cancel that. I'm like, all right, well, fine. We can just report you at the end of the game then, if that's the way you want to be. And it was, you rock cancel that. Okay, goodbye. Went back, talked with my friends, and we won the game. But the game I wanted to talk about is someone that I've played traditionally not very well. And got into this assault. It was just me and Yuri. And he was Zeus, and I was Kurnanos. And... We're going along and I'm doing all right. You know, nothing spectacular. And next thing I know, here it is. There's one, there's two, there's three, and there's four. I get the quadra kill on Kern. Unfortunately, Yuri had killed the first one and, you know, didn't have the opportunity for the Penta. But it was still a really good match. I really felt like for the first time, I was playing him well. And for whatever reason, his basics for me have always been felt odd. Like, I always seemed to miss a little bit off to the one side or another. But, you know, I've been working on just kind of slowing that thumb down on that aim stick, and that's really helped me a lot with him. And, you know, also kind of figuring out how I wanted to play his seasons, but we'll get more into that part later. So, that's my games of the week. How about you, Guy? Well, you know, I had a bunch of good games this week. I, uh... Actually had a rain day on patch day, so I got to play classic joust all day long. Streamed that. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, yeah, I was at work watching yeah. some of that. Yeah, I saw you on chat there. Uh, unfortunately, like Dan said, there's no stats on Guru. So, but I played with Guido, and I believe Yuri joined in at some point in time, played some with me. And let me say, Yuri has been hanging out. He's a really cool guy, but uh, that dude has a dark side. <laughs> I caught him. I caught him the other day. I'm on to you, Yuri. But uh, the game I really want to talk about was a. Uh, it was on Xbox, and I was Scylla, and I got a pentakill. So what happened was, I mean, we were stomping them. It's really low elo, but I uh, hit my two and rooted some people, and hit my crush. And uh, I'll wash Aegis. So I had to wait for him. And then I hit him, hit him with my ult. And I turned and hit Thanatos. And as I was hitting the Thanatos, the honor ran right into the ult. So it killed him too. I didn't even realize it killed him. So then I hit the Bologna. And then I believe I caught, it was a Giannis trying to run away and got the Pentakill. But uh, it happened really quick. A little bit of luck with it too. But, uh, you know, we'll take that. Nice. So, uh, like I said, playing a lot of Classic Joust, I'm really enjoying the Classic Joust. I never got to play it when it was out the first time. I was a little late to that party. Yeah. uh, yeah. Apparently it was on PlayStation. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was definitely after my time that I got there. So, uh, but really enjoying it. Hopefully, hopefully we make that a full-time mode. Hopefully don't go anywhere anytime soon. But, uh, you know, I like to keep it short and sweet. That's really about my games of the week. I only got to play the the new Joust map once, and that was, got home today, I'm like, you know, between 
birthday earlier in the week after, on patch notes or patch day. And then um, we had a team meeting last night here for, for the podcast to, you know, talk things out, see where things are going. But, you know, then that meant there was more than three of us afterwards when we started to play. And uh, so I came home today. I'm like, oh, good. Let's play. Let's play a joust match before dinner's done. And it was all right. Uh, it was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, and it, um, it felt hard to finish compared yeah. to the other joust map. And that kind of made it feel a little wonky for me. Now, I've only played one game, but my initial gut reaction was like, eh, I don't know. But in all honesty, it was just a really weird match because they're the raw on the enemy team. Every time we're coming up to Siege of Tower, it was, you know, we just got two kills. We're coming up to Siege of Tower and he would alt our minions and they'd all be gone. And it's just like, ah, you know, and it was too early in the game for me to tank the tower effectively. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, you know, it was just, we had to wait to late game and, and their chalk was building way too much offense. And I'm like, well, all right, well, you know, you guys are physical heavy, so I'll just buy a second, you know, physical defense item. And all right, chalk, you're no longer a problem. And at the end of the game, I had done almost as much damage as he did with only building one offensive item. And I was like, maybe like six, 800 behind him. And he had like three offensive items, not counting boots, which he had the power boots too. And yeah, I'm like that. That's not how Chalk does his damage. He he needs to stay alive to do his damage. And well, that's there, it. Was one point where Dan's like, "Be careful going out there." There, and I'm like, "I, you know, it was just Chalk and uh, their Pele." And I'm like, "Yeah, I got this." I'm like. I can kill the Pele at least. And I did. I, I killed the Pele and then the Chalk thought he was going to get me. I'm like, eh, no, I'm, I'm going to leave now. And, and, you know, you just can't hurt me enough anymore. And, and that, that was the case. I got to actually had a lot, a lot of good escapes that match. I think my lowest health that match here this evening was seven health. I saw oh, shit. definitely at, at seven. And there was one where I got away. I'm at like 60 something and I still got hit by an ax. <laughs> Thought I was good in a way, had a wall up and everything, but he he managed to clip me with that axe. I still survived. I think I only dropped into the twenties though by that point. Yeah, uh, tank should but overall, defense. It was it was kind of cool. I hope they fix the bug with the invisible tower though. That oh yeah, that's so nice. weird. <laughs> it got me killed once, and then after I knew it was there, I was all right. But it's very snowbally. If you get behind and you can't make it to any of the sidelines, you can't your camps. It's over. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's a lot harder to siege the Titan room also. Yeah, because it has that split entrance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what though. When we when it was when we got the Phoenix down, and you know, kind of backed off. You know, let's get fire minions, get healed up, and we went down. And when we went in, I didn't think it was hard at all because, well, I just went in and I, you know, chalk all to me. And as soon as I could, you know, cast a spell. I started Alton, and they couldn't do enough damage to me quick enough. And when my alt went off at that point, full build, <clears throat> I popped them all, including the Titan. And he went down like a rock. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like I said, that's about all I got, really. I like to keep it short and sweet, boys and beagles. Right. Boys and beagles. Boys and beagles. All right, so this week, Yuki... 
is going to regale us on the art of penetration. That sounds so dirty. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, when we first started playing this game... Call me daddy. Yeah. Every time we were, someone talked about buying, you need more penetration, <laughs> Dirt Nap's mom would giggle. <laughs> it's like every time, like, what are you guys talking about? It's like, it's so funny that you keep saying that word, penetration. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, no, honey, we're talking about getting through armor to do damage. That's all. That's well, fortunately, in Smite, penetration is, in fact, that sexy. It is. It is very sexy because so, you need it. Yeah. It's very confusing. So Beagle's gonna snort cocaine the entire episode. I'm sorry, my freaking nose is stuffed. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. Yes. Beagle, do me a favor. Like go in the bathroom and like get that taken care of. I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all at home, you ain't gonna hear her sniffing, because I'm gonna edit that all out. But it's driving me dirt nap crazy. Yeah, I'm just rough. getting ready to start texting here. <laughs> Who the F is doing this? Because I'm going to choke you. That's, uh, that's child abuse. I will call child service. That's hilarious. <laughs> I will take back my gems I just bought you. Not too late for that. I already bought, Damn. like, everything. <laughs> no, I still have, like, 1500 left. Hey, by the time uh, this episode comes out, um, Beagle will be having celebrated her 15th birthday as well. So oh. there we go. Happy birthday, Happy Beagle. Birthday. What? Happy yeah. birthday, Beagle. Yeah. The Beagles is getting it's older. Well, no, no, actually, no. I'm a little You're off. You're dumb. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. I'm a week ahead. Of, I, I've been doing that all month long. I'm thinking this is the last week. This is the last week, like, pay-wise, because next payday doesn't count because it gets in there after the bank, you know, after the bills hit. So. Anyway, right. back yeah, to the but, episode. <laughs> yeah, her birthday will be coming up the end of this the end of this week that you're hearing this. There, there you go. That's what I meant to say. Now go blow your goddamn nose. Watch me. <laughs> hey, well she does Away that. I'm gonna come roll a cigarette really quick. I oh. freaking forgot one. That's <laughs> fine. He's leaving. I'm talking fucking penetration. <laughs> I'm barely waking and I had a nap. All right, so we're gonna talk about pen. This week, the easiest way to do this is I'm going to do a quick crash course on the basic numbers, the source we use, and the source that everybody should read and memorize is Word of Thoth. It's written by Flareboot, and it gets updated periodically a few times a year, so this most recent one that I found was based off patch 5.8, but the there's a... There's a literal math behind how all the penetration works. I'm going to try to keep the really dry, really number-oriented stuff quick and at the beginning of this so we can talk more in-game-wise as far as how pen works and what you're going to notice um, and more just in the game in general versus raw numbers. So the formula for damage taken with the application of pen is damage taken times 100 divided by 100 plus armor. And an example of this that we'll use is if you're taking 1,000 damage pre-mitigation, pre, you know, before it gets the number on your screen, so pre-mitigation uh, is, we're going to use the number 1,000, make it really easy. 
So if you have 100 magical protections, what you're looking at is 1,000 times 100 over 100 plus 100, taking 500 damage. So you just, when you were looking at, if you look at pen at this level, it's just a formula. It's pretty easy. Nothing like super crazy. But, you know, we're not at percentage yet. So when you're looking at adding protections, if you were being hit for 1,000 unmitigated damage while having 120 magical protections, and their their example on this one is uh, 120 magic protections, warrior's blessing, and while Athena is channeling her Defender of Olympus ultimate on you, granting you 20% mitigation, you will take 1,000 times 0.8 times 100 over 100 plus 120 minus 3, doing 360.63 damage. So as you see the numbers, when you start adding in abilities on top of items, it gets a little little math heavy. But important things is there is an order to which pen is applied. It is percentage reduction, flat reduction, percentage penetration, and then flat penetration. This is, in fact, really fucking dry when you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny so, thing is, is, you know, I'm, when I was younger, I was more of a numbers guy, but then I, when I play games, I play by feel, and, and so, like, I'm aware of penetration. I couldn't tell you the math behind it to save my life. Right. But I'm so, following along with you here. And, you know, and yeah, so it spells basically, it out you're saying really good on word of taste here. The executioner is going to be whatever. If you build executioner, that's what's going to come off first, right? Right. And because again, let's we can use we'll, we'll go to this. That's pretty much it for the ultra raw number side of it, without giving a bunch of numbery examples. So we're going to uh, we're going to talk about the cap a little bit, and for physical pen and some of the interactions but this is pretty much that is it for the super dry stuff people short and sweet um again please refer to word of oath to read all this it makes more sense on paper than someone talking about number which is why i sucked at math class yes and i did uh post a link to word of oath in our smite theory crafting in the discord section hell yeah Okay, so what this really means for us is if you have a Crusher and Void Shield on, Void Shield's going to go off first because it is, it is armor reduction. So it's a flat 20 reduction, and then you get your 20 pen. Uh, the best way to th think about this as far as your numbers is with flat pen, you will effectively deal that, mu that much more damage. So, and I believe the cap for flat pen is 50. Oh, fuck, I closed that page. So, a really good way to think about this is flat pen is effective against uh, gods more than structure. Um, and you're going to see this a lot, like with a Thanatos with his passive, or his two, his movement speed buff. Anyways, he gets. He has like built in pen, uh but pen in the game is is a scalable thing. You're typically looking to get your percentage pen on late game because one defenses are lower early and percentage pen 
the less defenses a person has, the less effective. So if they've only got, if you think about it, so Executioner at three stacks is 33% total penetration. And the easy number to figure this out with is 100. So if someone has 100 defenses, it's the equivalent of about 33 flat pen. Um, so this is where flat pen early game is important because people aren't that tanky yet as far as your your tanks. And throughout the entire game, it works good on all of your squishies, so your mages, assassins, and other hunters. So And then with the way it all works now where it scales up, with Titans, Titans made an obsidian shard to base on the number of defenses. It's not quite as straightforward. There's a sliding scale in there now, but so fuck guys. I'm sorry. I'm really not awake. Oh, right, Yuki. Oh. It's okay. No, no, I'm just <laughs> same. It, it's a hard subject to wrap your head around at the yeah. same time. So, I, I mean, that's kind of why we wanted to bring it up here because. Like I said, if you asked me to explain penetration to you, I'll, I'd be like, um, you buy some. <laughs> yes. You look, they have armor, you buy some. They they don't have armor, you still buy some. Yeah. Just, you know, they have a lot of armor, then you buy a little more. <laughs> so presumably cut a lot of my out. Sorry for your editing this week. <laughs> oh, it's so- always the joys of editing. <laughs> So we're going to look at some really common examples of pen in the game and so you understand interactions. So if you have flat pen, let's say you have 40 physical, 40% physical penetration and 50 flat pen, you're only getting an effective 70% penetration because the percentage goes down beforehand and then you're flat pen. So it, it Flat pen with percentage pen works good on structures, which if you want to focus structures, flat pen's always the way to go because there's you can't stack flat pen on structures. And if you want to kill gods, uh, flat pen early game. And then typically if you want to melt the tanks as well, you're looking at percentage pen as well. Um, but you can get away without using percentage pen if you really want to, if all you're focusing on, which is why assassins rarely build titans main uh, they get enough utility out of flat pen in the game so that's a really really simple breakdown of pen guys i wish i could put through this microphone exactly how pen works but there's so much as far as interactions because we have in smite percentage penetration flat penetration protection reduction and it's just things get wonky without actually doing math. This is why coaches and players for teams get paid pretty good money to do this because they have to sit down and do all of this math. Yeah. And then you got the players like me that are like, tell me what what I need to buy and about what I need to buy. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Right. Yeah. So I guess the grand takeaway is uh, a good place to be if you're looking at only flat pen is 40 or 50 uh, mages who deal dot damage, do really good with Spirit of the Magus, pretty much everybody else. Pen Blutes plus, like, Spirit Desolation and Divine Ruin are really good. And then, if you're looking for just that maximum burst on the most amount of targets with a mage and deal and damaging structures with your autos, you're looking at Obsidian Shard. 
Hunter's flat pen's a little harder because they don't get a lot of it through the game to glue with the items they buy. But pretty much Executioner's the end-all, be-all workhorse of Hunter's and has been for ages. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty much every build. And they're like, we don't want to, we want to give hunters more flexibility and building options, but executioner still exists. So on assassins, typically you're getting your pen through one of the swords like stone cutting sword or heart seeker have pen. Uh, now Katana does. And then like a Jotun's Titan's Bane, uh, if you need to crusher, depending on the God. So you're, you're looking through it. And as you know, assassins, don't typically build percentage. Hunters are all about raw damage, so they use Executioner without a lot of flat pen, um, which they get through Hunter's Blessing, if I'm not mistaken. They get some 10 pen from that? No, uh, I don't think no, Hunter's that's gives attacker's 10. Blessing. Uh, attacker's, attacker's blessing. is 10. Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll do that a lot in Assault uh, when I'm starting off. You know, in Assault, it's a different beast than most game modes because you really got to pay attention to the healing available, and a lot of people will build lifesteal regardless because you can't go back and heal at the fountain when you want to. Uh, yep. well, you can, but you have to die to do that. So um, there's a lot of times where I will start off with attacker's blessing just because I know I'm going to need that pen. And if there's a lot of healing, I'll go attacker's blessing and toxic blade. I'm going to have a slower start damage wise, but I'm going to play a utility role that's very important where I'm getting still getting damage in with my pen. May not be a lot, but you know, you plop three hits on one person, you get your you know, max anti-heal off, and you just change targets and hit three over there, and you just keep rounding and going around the party. Uh, you know, But that gives you a nice chunk of about 20 flat pen right off the bat there yeah. you know, that you can throw in only one item later, you know, depending on what kind of builds they're going with, uh, you know, with that. You know, I guess not the glorious, you know, big damage hunter right off the bat, but you know, when you're working as a team, you know, you can play a role that way. Yeah. Right. It's that also, kind of, oh, go ahead, Yuki, sorry. I say it's also really important to keep in mind, if you're playing and you're like, huh, I should probably be doing more damage, or that doesn't seem like it's hitting as hard as it should, check to make sure you've built pen or enough pen. If it's late game and you've only got 20 flat pen, you're you're, you're going to blow up like the hunter, but you're generally speaking, your damage is going to be fairly fairly diminished okay oh i was just gonna say i always just like he was saying executioner and spear of the magnus i just always build those two idols those seem to be the best yeah magus is really strong if you have if you can get all the procs up quickly and it is important to note though that those items don't stack with allies that have them correct correct pretty much no items in smite stack if they yeah. do, they've been fixed at this point, which is good because stacking spear uh, brought up Asclepius was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that would be jeez. But yeah, I mean it's important, you know, still just to kind of throw that out there because I see matches, you know, in, in assaults and arenas where you know there's two or three spears of the Magus out there. I'm like, all right, that that's in this type of mode, you're you're just you're wasting you know, here, someone's got to, you know, make the move. Who's got the best dots? They should probably have it. And, and you should go another route at that point. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, it is important, you know, now in other modes, like, you know, conquest where you're more spread apart for more often than not, 
then yeah, you know, you can get away with that a little bit more, but I'd still caution against it. And another thing, what about like ability-based gods, Yuki? What about that? Are you supposed to build penetration a little bit more with those kind of hunters? Uh, with the build, if you're building an ability-based hunter build, we'll be more specific because uh, ability-based hunter versus AA-based hunter late game shouldn't be a whole lot of different. You're still looking for about the same amount of attack speed because you're still a hunter. You still need to throw autos downrange to win game, but you're going to look for more flat pen. So if you're playing Chiron, especially early, you're looking at a Jotun's Crusher, um, and then take that and then get your attack speed through other means. Because now you, with that kind of build, you're looking at Odysseus bow becomes stronger because you're going to proc higher numbers. And you can look for just raw attack speed items instead of like the Executioner, which is still really good in that build because you start swinging at things, you start dealing more damage. But yeah, you're typically looking for flat pen, less attack speed on when you're going with an ability focused uh, hunter build. So if you're playing, let's say Neath mid, and more of that mage role, uh, your build pathing is going to be almost the same as a normal ADC. But you're going to look for an item with flat pen early on, so that you can get that lane pressure and go find yourself in other places. I mean, other than armor, is there any other way to uh, counter pin? Uh, the probably the best source of preventing damage in the game is through mitigation, because uh, we didn't talk about. We're just talking about kind of the numbers and some other things here. We didn't talk about true damage as a damage source, which ignores armor and typically deals like health percentage. Uh, Bakasaur's Butcher Blade deals thirty-five percent of your health every second while you're autoing people. So mitigation um, is, it takes that file number after protections and penetration and damage and everything and your effective health have been calculated by the game. It goes, if you have 10% damage mitigation, it just takes a flat 10% of the damage off at the end. But that's armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but like pen is... Pen is really goofy. It applies a little bit differently. It applies the same numbers-wise, but as far as when you're playing character, your role makes a difference in what pen you typically take. Um, like, even though I'm not a big fan of Obsidian Shard, you should almost always have it at the end of a mage build for most games and most game modes. Just because you're looking for that big Titan damage, that big objective damage. So, uh, should you maybe sell off a flat pen item to go with it? percent pin yeah if you're at that point in the game if you're at a late enough point in the game where you can sell off a full item like a full tier three um you're definitely going to look to sell it um sometimes your flat pin comes through bridge items like aussie or like dynasty plate helm um and those are going to get sold off anyways um if you notice those are both hunter and mage items which typically they're bridge items they're tier twos typically have flat pen attached to them because it's a bridge item. Whereas executioner and kin size are more expensive and you're really your power, your powerhouse and workhorse items in the game. So I have a question. If Go you, if you're going up against someone that is building a heavy pen build and mm -hmm. is it, how is building health to maybe counter that, you know, a little less armor, but a little bit more health. Do you think that helps 
balance that out and kind of counter it, or is that that helps open? against that helps against percentage. So the less the less physical protection you have, the less penetration they're getting from an executioner or titan's vein. Uh, if you build a lot of health, but only forty protections, and they've got forty flat pen, then all their damage is getting through. Uh, but if you build less health and more protections, it it kind of gets to about the same, depending on your protections versus health. If someone's building a lot of pen, a lot of flat pen, uh, damage mitigation is really the way to go, or just a shitload of health. Because again, there's a physical cap which I believe is fifty or sixty. So if you build, if you're build over fifty or sixty protections, their flat pen doesn't matter anymore. And at that point, they're not. You're only going to gain more, uh, less damage taken by buying more armor and or health. Unless they buy until they buy, you know, percentage penetration, and then they just eat your shit alive. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a something you got to pay attention to what your enemies are building and and so forth. I mean, if there's three hunters on the enemy team in an assault match and they all have kins. You don't necessarily want to be Kuzumbo with 4,200 health. Right. <laughs> no. Not necessarily at all, no. Although, I, I use, if I'm Kuzumbo, I still build health. And I'll challenge you to actually <laughs> catch me. Because <laughs> right. my Nene's doing all my damage out there for me. I just stand him back and dancing. So, it's a really heavy topic, guys. I know it's... Uh, I actually have hear kind another of... question. Go for it. Uh, as a tank... Actually, uh, on the tank side, when is it when is it better to sell defenses? Is there a point where they build so many percent uh, percentile but no flat that you should sell your defenses? God, that'd have to be so. Each each item that has percentage reduction for the let's say the physical tree here and the magical tree works the same way. Um, they're only going to gain so much, and it's only per person. So it's not like it's it's not stacking. So you're like if they're all building, if they all have, if you've got five assassins with Titans Bane, you're a tank. You're you can build less defense, or probably the better way to go would just be to overcap the limits of Titans Bane damage, where it no longer reduces more damage. But where it's it's its cap for the maximum damage reduction it's going or the maximum penetration it's going to gain, and just over just exceed it with defenses. Um, I mean, like that's a question probably for more of like a solo laner who's going to build a little less defense anyways. Um, in which case you're more concerned about flat pens. This is really. This is a really complicated topic, which is why we wanted to talk about it. But at the same time, we knew there was going to be a little bit of us stumbling around, mostly me. Yeah. So, so again, I will, you know, just throw out there that, you know, the word of Toth, there's a link in the Discord in, this, in the theory crafting area. I just made sure I pinned it so you can always find it in there. You want to dig into the numbers? It's all spelled out here. Like, literally, you know, 1.1.1.1.1.1. 1. 1. 1. 1. 1. 1. Protections and damage mitigation. There's the math equations. There's you know the breakdowns. You know everything that we've discussed here today, along with mathematical examples. So you can see the math's a little hard to look at if you're not very good at it. But at the same point in time, 
it gives you enough description that you can get from the beginning to the end and kind of get a good feel for it anyway. And, you know, there's a lot of times where uh, I've read all this before and I've gone in, I've read it. I don't understand it. But when I play the game, I'm better because it's in your noodle. That's all. You just got to get it in there. You don't have to directly access it in a game. You don't have to sit here and say, all right, well, if I'm I'm doing about a thousand damage, you know, times 0.08 uh, times 100 divided by 100 plus 120 uh, and then take all that some minus three. Oh, all right. I did 360.63 damage. Yeah. You don't it's more need important. to do that. Yeah, it's more important that you know how it works, but not specific. You don't need to know the numbers. You just need to know that percentage pen, good against structures and lots of defense. Flat pen, good against squishies. And early game against everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just the fact that, yes, you need it if you want to do damage. Yes. you. Watching a Scylla Assault build upwards of 880 power with no pen. Not hurting a fly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it. You know, I, I, I all, you know, where I see it the most is in crit builds. They don't build any pen. It's like, oh, you still That's... need to get some pen in there. And, you, and typically it's through execution or crits a whole different thing because crits amplified damage. And of course you're going to do more with pen, but typically if you're going for a dedicated like triple crit build on a hunter... You're going to do a shitload of damage anyways because it's crit. But that's the RNG versus the math of penetration. I think it, yep. and it adds up to a penetration does help and make it better because then you don't, you're less reliant on the RNG side of it. Right. Because I've, I've, I've seen games myself and with allies playing, you know, I have two crit items. I haven't crit in the last minute. Yeah. Yeah, crit will always do more damage, um, but like power pen builds are just consistent and consistent. You know, at a higher level, plays way better than RNG. But man, if you're in if if you're in the zone with a hunter and that RNG loves you, that game a crit build will do astronomically more damage than a power pen build. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up our talk this week about penetration again uh the link for toth is posted in there and feel free to you know chat us up you know we'll continue to have discussions about it or if you want like specific you know more specific examples of you know here's what i did you know is this the right order or whatever you know bring it up you know we'll talk about we've you know starting to see a little bit more of that type of conversation going on uh you know as time goes on here and you know, I really enjoy it. You know, we, you know, another, another subject in, in there, but we were talking about some today and, and had a good little discussion on a couple different items. So, yeah. you know, feel free to hop into the discord and, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out one way yeah. or another. I'm also going to get Duke's Lost video on pen. I might create a new channel for like info the info channel is separate thing as like for Duke's Lost videos. Like if we talk about pen, we'll put up his thing. Because that man, he's a special kind of butter. Because, man, he's really good at explaining this stuff. Like, I understand everything I'm talking about with Penn. I just can't make the words come out of my mouth. Right. How is this guy? How is he not a coach somewhere? That's a good question. Yeah, I'd love to ask him. Hey, Duke, why don't you come on the show? We'll put that right now. That's my question. All right. So, 
Let's move on to this week's session of progression. Where we're going to talk about Kerninus, or Cerninus, Cern or Kern, however you like to say it. And guess what? I'm not going to forget that we start off with the lore, so you ain't done hearing Mr. Tired Yuki talk yet. (laughs) (laughs) Back to it, Yoni. Cerninus. The creepy horn hunter dude from Smite. Um, it's a name. We don't know the exact derivation of that name as far as the god in mythology. Because uh, a lot of times it's just referred to as the horned god in the different Celtic mythologies. Uh, but he is the Celtic god of fertility, life, animals, wealth, and the underworld. You know, as we do more of these, some of y'all might start to notice there's some really out there shit associated with a lot of different gods it's like because it makes sense we got fertility life animals uh in pre-monetary cultures like we have right now with capitalist societies in the way our current world runs animals and lots of them equaled wealth the, like the, the more land the more animals you had the more produce you could create the more money you had and then and the underworld at the end of that, which is really weird. <laughs> so the name, like I was talking about a second ago, for Kernos is attested to only once in what we have written down. And it is uh, from the first century, Pillar of the Boatman, which appears all over Gaul. So it's a story about Kernos and some other stuff that um, Gaul would be your Germanic region, so like Germany, uh, Austria, Hungary, that area was was what made up most of Gaul, and the name Gaul comes from the Romans. Uh, Kernos is depicted with antlers of a stag, sometimes carries a purse filled with coins, often seated cross-legged, and often associated with animals holding or wearing torques, which a torque is the little bracelet or necklace you'll see in Scotland, Ireland, and other Celtic where it's woven strands of brass or copper or bronze and then little balls on the end. So think the magic magnet brace uh bracelet from like two thousand and two. So uh there's he's Celtic mythology we know a little bit about, not a crap ton because the Romans are really good job wiping out not just the religion but the people who practice it um, but i do think smite did a very good job with the translation of the lore and what they use for his ability animations and the names of the abilities and the effects so thumbs up to iris for that one. <laughs> hell yeah all righty so now that we know a little bit of, a bit more about the background here behind Cernanos. Let's talk about his abilities. So, uh, who's got him this week? Dan, you you got him? I got it. Alright, Kernanos is, uh, uh, first up, not, not second up, first up, is, uh, Heavy Glaive. Kernanos wields a glaive as a weapon. His basic attacks deal damage to all enemies in melee range while he is throwing it. The additional damage from Heavy Glaive does not trigger any item effects or abilities. It also cannot critical strike. The damage is 25% of your basic attack damage. 
His first ability is Shifter of Seasons. Kurnanos imbues his glaive with the power of the four seasons. Activating this ability rotates him through four different bonuses to his basic attacks. Spring Growth is bonus physical lifesteal. Summer Heat is bonus damage. Autumn Decay is a debuff for protections. And Winter Chill is a slow for one second. The lifesteal scaling goes from 5 to 15%. The uh, Decay on protections goes from 5 to 25 the summer heat stance does 5 to 25% of your physical power, or 5 to 25 plus 5% of your physical power, sorry. Uh, and the winter chill does a slow from 17 to 15, or 7 to 15%. I can't English. <laughs> Same. Alright, next up is Bramble Blast. Kernanos fires a bramble in a f- forward in a line that shoots a. S- what the hell? That roots, not shoots. Okay, Everybody's I'm just going to start that one. <laughs> bramble Blast. Kernanos fires a bramble forward in a line that roots a single enemy hit. Upon hitting an enemy wall or reaching max range, it will explode, dealing damage and spawning an area of brambles at the location. This area deals damage every 0.5 seconds and persists for 5 seconds. The initial damage is... 40 to 200 plus 75 percent of your physical power and the area damage is 4 to 20 plus 5 percent of your physical power and the root duration on the hit is one second his next ability his three which is his escape horn charge kernanos charges forward damaging and crashing through all types of enemies its damage is 70 to 290 with 80 percent of your physical power last but not least the wild hunt kernanos's ultimate uh Kernanos selects an area where the wild hunt will begin. After a one second delay, enemy gods in the area will be damaged and polymorphed into wild boars. Polymorphed gods are silenced and disarmed. Polymorph is not affected by diminishing returns. The damage is 200 to 400 plus 90% of your physical power, and the polymorph duration is two seconds. Hell yeah, and I scream, I'm a pig. Yeah. <laughs> That's his old's one of the coolest animations in the game. I mean, like, if you hit five people, you got five little pigs running around. He's super strong, I think. I find he's a really strong god. So, uh, Dan, did you notice anything about his uh, his dash, horn charge? Did you notice anything, anything stand out to you? 90% physical scaling. 80, 80%, 290 damage. It does so much damage. Yeah, yeah it think. runs through everybody. Yep. Yeah. It's, it does have a pretty significant cooldown, though. I'll give it that. And it's fast. Yeah. It's so fast. It hits it's, hard. <laughs> yeah. It's nearly instant and ignores shit. It just, It'll hard, you're out. hit you way harder than you thunk it might. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So, Kurnos, I'm going to give some uh, quick oversight. So, when he was originally released, they kind of wanted to make a hunter that could kind of do jungle things, which is why his base damage and scaling is pretty high. That's why his uh, passive is the bonus damage. So if you're a Kernos, you want to throw the brambles, keep the keep uh, keep the buff monsters in the AoE of Bramble Blast and auto them up close, because you can pretty much kill all three creeps in a, in a buff camp at the same time just by focusing autoing the big one. And the bonus damage from his passive will kill the others. Yeah, which is pretty I, I sweet. Don't underestimate that passive. That that is something that I know. Um, 
I think it was the the Trials of Hercules adventure. Kern was a really big pick on that because you could just get, you know, mobs of monsters together and he could just stand right there and just chew through them with that passive. Yeah, yeah and uh, also it works on towers. Yep. Yep, you get bonus yep. damage on the towers as well. Get right up there, you know. That's why you got the dash. Because, you know, when they surround you, you can dash right through them and get the hell out of dodge. I will put out there that Kernish Jungle is not good. However, it is hilarious. Yeah, it's definitely just be not like, good. I don't know, man. Take that bitch, root him, and just stand on top of him and say, let the hunt begin. He really <laughs> he really excels in duo lane. He just, his his two, I mean, it's like a free item on any one of those things you want it to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the shifter seasons the one. Yeah, you hit him with the debuff, and then you flip it three times to the extra damage, and you just kill people. Yeah. Or if someone pokes you in early game, you switch you switch, uh, switch over to blue, which is the slow, and hit him with that slow, so they're trying to walk back while your minions are just destroying them. 7% slow when nobody has boots, and they're All in the right. middle of your minion wave. It was a lot of free damage. Yeah, hit him with yeah. that free frostbound hammer proc, and uh, mm-hmm. kill him. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I said, you know, in my games of the week, you know, I just, as soon as I run out, I'm in, I'm in autumn. That's where we're starting. I'll yeah. get a couple hits on. Then I pop over, you know, hit them with the frostbound. Now they're debuffed and slowed. And then I can pop up, you know, I can either do some lifesteal if I'm hurt or I can pop into summer and, you know, pick up the extra damage. You know, and then cycle right back to, you know, autumn, you know, again. So you just got to find that nice little rhythm there with it. But I think starting on your your autumn or the third stance of it, which is what, yellow, um, you know, does really, really well for him. You you know, even if you're just passing, you know, through blue, you know, just for one attack, you know, to hit them with that, you know, get them slowed down. And like Yuki said, you know. Going back to position and talk, you catch someone out of position, just hop over to the blue real quick. And now they're out of position and they're going to take a long time to get back into the right position. Yeah, he's interesting because Bramble Brass is upgraded first for the clear. But man, in any mode where you're like, you're not, you're not, farming's not super ultra important. Like you can go with it and clash, uh, siege a little bit, arena definitely. Prioritize that one. Just summer heat. If you hit that, that's twenty five plus five percent physical power uh, for damage for free. It's a free stat. Free stats are always really strong. Free can can do some crazy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and I'll admit, when I first started playing Kern, I didn't focus the one on the build up at all, and. That's why, kind of why I struggled in the beginning, too. I'm like, you know, I'm just like, oh, I really should have probably put some more points into that earlier, haven't I? Huh? You know. And it's a little tricky to use. I mean, it's, you got to get the timing down. where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of his skins, I mean, he, he changes color to go with it. So, you know, you don't have to look at the ability. You just got to get used to the colors for the skin that you're using. Yeah. Oh, that newest yeah, so. skin he's got is so nice. That what is it, Hellscape? Yeah. Oh. He's got some good. really good skins. Yeah, he does. Uh, another interesting thing with the uh, with him is 
is one. God, there's you could just spend the entire episode talking about as one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, if if you're in dual lane and you're playing as a Kurnos and they've bought Aussie, don't box them. Because if they stay in, in the lifesteal stance and they have Aussie, it's so incredibly hard to kill a Kurnos with Aussie. Yeah, that attack speed's important with Kurnos. Yeah, well, the attack speed, the lifesteal from spring growth on mm-hmm. top of the Aussie, he gets, you know, by that point, you're looking at he's got 7.5% on top of Aussie for lifesteal, and you're just boxing no bueno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely a rough one. So, uh, uh, you know, again, kind of looking at the, the combos, which we kind of really haven't got into too much. I mean, typically, like I say, I want to be in that three, but the first thing I want to do is hit him with that bramble. You know, so I'm in three, hit him with the bramble. That's going to allow me to more easily land my debuffs on them. Now they're debuffed and they get unrooted from the bramble, but they still got to get out of the bramble. They're, you know, now they have decreased physical protections while they're in it. And then if you can get those, you know, your threes in, then you pop, or I'm sorry, the, the autumn in, you know, get that. I can I can English too now, can I? God damn it! <laughs> I'm just like getting all these numbers out here. I feel like we're talking about penetration again, but uh, you know. So anyway, you get them, you hit them with the bramble. You're hitting them with the debuff on your one. You hit them with the the winter when they when the roots wearing off. Now they're slow trying to get out of the bramble, so you get that full maximum effect out of it. And if you can, you get right up on there with them with that passive, and you can really start to dig into them and when you get in trouble or they're trying to get away you got your three which does a ton of damage and is like an instant escape i mean you're there and then you're not and obviously you know well the alt's just fun in games too yeah he's he's a hunter he if if you're boxing and it's close it feels really awkward but man kernos is one of those instead of trying to create space and use autos at range to win a win a fight, sometimes just getting right up on him for that bonus damage from the passive will make a difference. He's one of the few hunters I'll be like, "This is getting close," and just charge the enemy. Hmm. Yeah. I I do like the aggressive nature of him, and that's why I've been wanting to play him more and get a little bit better with him. And and when I got him the other day, I'm like, you know what? I'm sticking with him. And I'm gonna do better on my autos. And yeah, that's that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, he does have an aggressive kit, uh, and I think a lot of that comes again from that whole kind of meant to jungle thing. His kit like wants you to use your dash to get in. It wants you to to oh you know bramble blast get in there and and just smack him. Although it I almost would... makes me wonder if he wasn't a hunter at some point. Yeah. Although I would, I would not recommend using his dash to get in. No, because the cooldown is way too long on that. Because if you get in trouble, you ain't using it to get out. Yeah, it's basically a a once once a fight type thing. <laughs> yeah, even even at max rank, it's thirteen second cooldown. It, it's so, it's long. What what about builds for him? Yeah, you know, I, I know we kind of breezed over a few things here, but. Uh, Dan, you know, you're, you're one of the better carries. How, how do you like to build this guy out? I like to build Kernanos, a uh, super ability heavy. That way, uh, 
Basically, the ability damage gives my yellow stance a shit ton of extra damage, and then I get free pen through my one, so I don't have to build as much pen. I can build a Bloodforge instead, which is much more power. He uh, he benefits a lot from Aussie in that early mid-game because of his stance change with the health in there. Oof. The health, the life steal, and the green stance, um, and also it gives go. you power pen. It's a, it's an item because it's a a low life steal item, but has attack speed, you know, and pen. It kind of benefits everything he does. Um, after that, typically you're looking at typical hunter, you know, like a trans trans on him is comically powerful. Yeah, it gives mm-hmm. so much damage to his kit because he has such high scaling. Uh, executioner, kin size. I don't really like crit on him. I'll tell you uh, what, I love uh, attack speed on him, but that's mostly because of, of his animation. Yeah. Throw that big-ass glaive. Um, an item that would be really strong on him if it saw more buffs would be Runeforge, because uh, his blue stance procs Runeforge, his Bramble Blast procs Runeforge, and his ult procs runeforge so you if you build around it and i've tried it it's not like horrible but it's not good it's not optimal gotta start use that word now um but if if runeforge gets a little bit of a buff man it might be might be a kind of a go-to item for me in in certain situations because that cc you apply CC so effectively and consistently at yourself that it allows you to just get that bonus damage from Runeforge. Alright, so now that we know how to play him, we know how to build him, when you're up against him, what do you gotta consider? Well, one thing I know is you gotta understand that that dash has that long cooldown and don't use your, your big wombos on him until he has dashed. Because if you try, he's gone. He's gone. In that, it only takes a split second for him to be gone. He sees it that he's standing in the middle of a big circle. It don't matter. He's gone. You know. So understanding that once his dash is down, that he's vulnerable. That's when you want to, you know, pull out the big stuff for him. But you know, if his dash is up, expect that you're going to miss, and that you know he's going to dash out of it. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, a good counterplay for him. Honestly, is ninety percent of the time people just stay in the green stance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like, a lot of people that just stay in green. And, and wow. man, you can play That's... into that. So he's gonna have more life steals. So you you almost can ignore the other three effects. Like, oh, is he gonna do bonus damage? No. Is he gonna slow me? Probably not. But he's gonna life steal, so you anti heal him if you want. It's he's interesting. He's a hunter. You want to stay at range. That's like what I would do when I first started playing him because I didn't know what it did because I was like dumb and like would not and just didn't read it and just <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like I'm just gonna stay at this one. I don't know. I thought it, I always thought it was like a buff or something, and then I realized that I like changed colors. I was like, oh my god, how did I never notice that? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, 
Yuki's right and, and Beagle's experience speaks for it. A lot of people that are newer to him just kind of stick to a season and don't change it as much. I, I think a lot of people in general. Yeah. I mean, pay attention to that. You know, if they're sticking in a green, you want to get some anti-heal. You know, if they're sticking in winter, you know, maybe, um, you know, what is it? Wing blade where you get the immu- yep. slow immunity. There you go. Well, um, you know, so just kind of keep that in mind on, on pay attention to how they're using their one because that'll key you into their playstyle a lot and help you counter build to what their playstyle is. Yeah, also, I- just remember that uh, Kurninos is uh, very aggressive in early game because he has free lifesteal. And damage and <laughs> Yeah. And a slow. <laughs> right. And a slow. And a slow. And he wants to get up in your face and use his passive, so, you know. He could turn um, you into a pig. I mean, shit. Yeah. A Minecraft pig. His ult doesn't do... I mean, it does decent damage, but... He doesn't have any CC uh, CC immunity in his kit, so he, he can be... I guess the best way to play against a Kurnos is lock him down. I mean, he doesn't have... Once his dash is out, he has no immunity in his ult or any other abilities. Yeah. And even if you do root him and he dashes, he's still going to be rooted wherever he dashes too. So just, you know, there's another, you know, keep that in mind. Yep. Uh, so, you know, CCs do work good against him because he doesn't have that CC immunity. And also just, you know, early game, you know, give him some space. Don't don't get up in his face because he's going to win that battle every time. And Bramble Blast has a big ass AoE. Big AoE. It is a big AoE. Didn't they shrink that down actually at one point? Yes. Yes. Because yeah, when he came out, like, he was broke. When he came out, he was broke. He was super he was broken. Super broken. It took him forever to nerf him. He was first. He was banned every time in Worlds last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then we get down here to some of his skins. We already mentioned that he's got some some good ones. Uh, he's got the. The Curse King, if you're a fan of Beauty and the Beast. He's got his Hellscape, you know, his demonic side. They got the Krampus one. That one's pretty awesome. The little kid in the basket in the back. <laughs> I love it. Right. Um, probably my favorite, though, is Pixel oh, Beast. Yeah. I mean, that, that, when I first time I got altered by a Kurninus that was playing the Pixel Beast skin, yeah. and I turned into a Minecraft pig. <laughs> I wasn't mad at all. I thought that was the greatest <laughs> time I had ever got altered by anybody. I'm just like, this again, is so old awesome. again, old me again. <laughs> My favorite skin is Krampus for completely different reasons. It well, doesn't do telegraph tell. the stance. So the Krampus skin shows the least amount of color other than like his default model between the stance changes. So if you're if you're using the stance change a lot, you can hide hide that from people because there's less obvious, you know, telegraphed color change. Where Pixel Beast, he freaking changes what color he glows. Yeah, I think the uh, the same thing with the Beauty and the Beast one. It, it really shows up really yeah. well what color the you whole are. Freaking, the whole jacket. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I do like his Warden one, too. I mean, it's nothing really fancy, but he's he's a little more beefy. I, one. I have that yeah. one. It doesn't impress me much. I don't really... But I mean, I'll still use it because it's the only skin I have. Actually, I have his recolor too. But <laughs> still, I don't know. Yeah, he he seems like he's one of those guys that'll probably be a little bit harder to come up with good skins for all the time. Yeah, 
Yeah, they, they, they've hit the nail on the head so far, but I could see them definitely running into a roadblock here. But looking at this Pixel Beast reminds me that I want to resurrect a, a, a skin for another god. I want to see the Pixel uh, Pixel Daji, because she needs to have a nerd pull of dirt that she goes up onto. You hear it. Tree just shoots up. No, Something like just... that. The dodgy stripper skin. Oh my god! Yeah, I'll go with the pixel pixel <laughs> one. I want to see. I want to see the nerd pull dirt. Oh yes, I need a stripper skin with a swag knee running around with her. Oh yes. my god! Hell yeah! Dude, special interactions. Yes, they could have voice line interactions. All right, boys. <laughs> no. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps it up here for session of progression. Any uh, closing thoughts, anybody? Um, He's the I think only I'm hunter where Frostbound is almost effective. Don't underestimate his ult. It is a great initiator. Yeah, oh, don't initiator. Un- underestimate the blue stance ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. All right, well, hey, per usual, feel free to hop into the Discord again. And, you know, we got our little session of progression section in there. We're, again, more than willing to discuss details and help you learn a little bit more about how to play or hey maybe you got something we missed that you want to share feel free to pop in there and let it on out that's right get in that discord get your butt in here oh all right so that pretty much sums up everything there so next thing up is to hop on over to the old community section are you ready, B? Old community section. I finally. Uh, there we go. Now we're back to normal. She, now she's pulling it up. I finally have Discord on my phone because I now have room. And oh my god, these are so long again. <laughs> <laughs> People suck. Hey, considering <laughs> it's getting ready to go back to school time, it seems like a good week for some longer. I'm uh, not a fluent reader, all right? Some word we're practice. Good. Let's make a new hashtag. Hashtag make Beagle read. No. Yep. If you want to make me read, instead of reading books, I'll just turn the subtitles on when Let's I just watch make Supernatural. These community, these community <laughs> section answers longer, please. Uh. No. Okay. <laughs> so this week's community challenge was we wanted to hear your stories about when and how you met people in Smite that you became friends with. Um sorry. First, we have Yuri's answer here, or even in the Discord. Uh, okay, phone. Thanks for that. I met everyone through the most roundabout way. I was watching random Twitch streams when I saw... I don't even know how to say that. Z Callum. Z Callum. Callum. When I saw Z Callum streaming, he went offline and hosted Willow. Willow posted the links to all four disco- Discords. Split Push, BOTG... B-O-T-G-G. Battlegrounds of the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, I know what that stands for, right? Yes. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) I tell, I tell, I tell. (laughs) Wow, none of us can English. I I tell, I tell, I tell, I tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm like. I have to be the best one, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super tired. I can't English. And my day was complete garbage. That next so word like, is verbus. <laughs> I know, I don't know. I wasn't even saying the right, like, letters. <laughs> verbus. Verbus gate. <laughs> verbus verbus so my, 
and SideQuest Arcade. I just started playing with everyone had a blast playing Smite with everyone on PS4. I am actually interested in playing Xbox and PC players too. Kind of want to learn more from everyone for Smite. Hell yeah. I'm watching you, Yuri. I'm sorry, I can't read. So, next up is EMS Girl 89. Well, I do Yuki, and he got me into playing Smite. From there, everything unfolded, and that was about two years ago, I think. But it's been a crazy roller coaster of making friends and cracking jokes. So, Ems is one of my IRL friends, and uh, I'm like, Ooh, you play video games? Met her at work? And she's like, Yeah. And I'm like, Play Smite. But no, play Smite. But what I like to play, I don't care, play Smite. So, now she plays Smite. <laughs> and Fortnite. Fortnite. I don't, Fortnite. I don't think you understand. I don't care. Play Smite. <laughs> Whenever you're playing, you're wrong. Play Smite. <laughs> That's what I tell all my friends. Desti- like, oh, Destiny. No, play Smite. Destiny. No, your your destiny is to go play Smite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Who's up next, Beagle? Okay. Next up, we have Nevea. A couple of years ago, I was playing as Afro in an arena. I was on this team with the best balloon I've ever played with. I sent them a message after the game saying something like, GG, you were the best balloon I've ever played with. And he said, thanks. You were a great Afro. Want to party up? And I usually get nervous about stuff like that, but I said sure because he came across being a really nice, positive, ugh, positive and upbeat person. We became Xbox friends that very day, and we played a crap ton of Smite together after that. He's moved away from Smite recently, but we'll party up a couple times a month and play some Overwatch together. Really cool dude, proof that not everyone you come across in Smite is salty. I feel the same way sometimes. Like, random people will be like, yo, you want to party up? And then I'm like, ugh, I have to talk to someone I don't know. (laughs) So, like, if they don't have a mic, I'm like, yes! (laughs) Because I don't... Talking to people I don't know is not my best thing because my people skills are rusty. Yay, I got to use a supernatural thing. Gotta work in your supernatural (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Your Twitter stream is literally, I love you, Misha. I love you, Misha. (laughs) I was about to ask who's Misha. Wow, I'm so dumb today. Yes. I'm dumb today. I'm not Yes, you are. I'm telling Misha you didn't know who he was. Yep. Not. You're not ever going to get to meet him. He'll never love you now. <laughs> I won't need to get to meet him. I will be famous enough to talk to him. And he'll be lucky to have done it. This week no. on Beagle's Supernatural Podcast, we talk about Misha Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Misha Migos. Right here. Oh my god. We must kill the ghost, Misha Migos. <laughs> Mr. Nep is next up. Ended up joining the VD2 clan back in the oldie years and just solo queue all my matches until Fro randomly sent me an invite and I joined. Since then, we had fun playing and I got introduced to many more people from the group as time has gone on. On a side note, I randomly played with Dicey Victory through queuing up Medusa's adventure. We were enemies and I destroyed his cheek <laughs> tan. Oh, poor Dicey. Oh. <laughs> and Vue chimes in with a laugh out loud. Dicey got wrecked. <laughs> Get wrecked. He got wrecked right out of my smite world. All right, Dan, what's right. the doctor have to say? Why did you have to throw this on me right at that second? Why? 
I was looking at something else for that one second. Because I said <laughs> so. That's why. Now do it, damn it. Do it, Talk Dan. about the doctor. Not sure if I will get this in. Well, guess what, buddy? You freaking did. But I met all of you via VD2. At the beginning, I wrote in quite often. I was bored working from home and put a message on the VD2 Discord. Yuki responded. Then we played the rest of the day. Through him, I met the Dirt Nap crew, Dicey, and Guy. Then you all started making a podcast. Yeah. Remember that Dicey was like, anybody, or uh, not Dicey, sorry. Uh, the doc's like, maybe want to play? And I'm like, yeah, I'm on, get your ass in here. <laughs> and then him and, him and his little, uh, his, his group of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a brother and a friend freaking used to play a, play a lot. I haven't seen as much of them, but uh, Doc, I'm here, man. Come back. All right. Another one from the doctor. I'll take this one, Beagle, since you're a whiner. <laughs> How am I a whiner? Uh, You're a uh, whiner. Just, don't worry. The, wa- the ambulance is on its way. Another that I met from Twitch. My cousin Wooby and I started Twitch streaming when we first got this game because we could thought it. We we thought we could hit it as big as Incon. There we go. So my cousin, when dying in smite, likes to scream all manner and pormanius of curse words. He. F- Frequently it's, likes it's, to use it. It's, it's portmanteau. I, I don't give a fucking <laughs> it's, shit. It's portmanteau. How about that for a portmanteau of curse words? <laughs> Same, Dan. It's okay. Oh my god. Um, that is a synonym with rooster and maybe an action or ailment as a suffix. Oh my god. <laughs> a person watching the stream named Phantom thought this was fucking hilarious he asked to join a group join up with us this was the first time we ever joined with someone on twitch so we're nervous he might suck or be weird or whatever he ended up being very very familiar with smite via xbox which he had played extensively even though he was level under level 30 on ps4 he was way better than us and pretty much carried all of our games he was hilarious too now he only plays fortnite so that's too bad <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. Oh, yeah, that's promise is what it says. <laughs> the doc's worried about joining up with someone from Twitch because they might be, they might suck or be weird or whatever. Doc, you play with us. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you're afraid of us. the weird. You've already been done fucked up for weird. <laughs> All right. So uh, one other thing I wanted to throw out here during our community section, and that is. Hey, Burabus Gaming has started a weekly uh, conquest tournament on the Xbox. Uh, so, um, you know, hey, if you got a team and you're on Xbox and you want to have some fun, you know, play some conquest and some tournament style for some some fun prizes and stuff like that, man, check them out. Uh, I'll make sure to uh, include a link to their uh, Discord uh, here, uh, you know. In our community section for y'all as well. Hell and yeah. As far as our next week's community challenge, uh, Dan uh, this week thought of a good one. We want to know, out of all of these uh, new skins that have poured in here with the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Divine Uprising. Yes! Divine Ooh. Uprising. I can remember English, too. There's been some good ones. What is... Your favorite skins out of the Divine Uprising, because I believe this episode on dementia. Huh? What are we talking about? <laughs> Where, Where am, am I? I? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you people, and why are we laughing? 
Oh, hi. My name's Todd. <laughs> hi, Todd. My name's Guy. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, you know, what are your what are your favorite skins out here? I think I my know. name's like Husky Guy or something. I don't know. I want a husky. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Dan, God. you're just a hobbit. Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> I'm gonna go into my Ouch. mound in the ground now. Oof. It'll be okay, Mister Frodo. Oof. So, so I'm going so the, home to my mound in the ground. The, the now. question then is, yeah. what's your favorite divine uprising skin? Yes. Yep. Sweet. Yes. And uh, go, go ahead, Yuki. Oh, go ahead. Finish up. Oh well, I was just going to say the the other thing I wanted to throw out there is we've been talking about this karaoke episode, and we have some ideas, Brillin. <sighs> so what did I sign us up for? Right. I want you all to just just start thinking. This isn't any particular community challenge yet, but I want to give you a heads up on this because you might need some time to to kind of think about some things. But I might need some therapy afterwards. Yes, <laughs> she might. Well, anybody hearing me sing might need some therapy afterwards. But no, that's why I drink. Yes, you might need some drinks too. Yes, I want you to start thinking about. Songs that you would like to see Smite parodies of, you know, and get some ideas and let Dirtnap Dan know because he's really good at, uh, oh, you want to hear a song? You want to hear this song about this god? I got your back. Mm-hmm. Give, give me a couple days. I'll have something for you. So, what we're, we're thinking of doing here <laughs> is creating some Smite parody songs, creating karaoke versions of them, and then, uh, you know, we can all, uh, you know, us and you, you know, we can see about doing some singing and and having some fun with it a little bit here down the road. So we're starting to cobble together what we're going to do with this. And we've had some exciting ideas this week, so I'm really getting kind of excited to kind of <laughs> really get this ball rolling now. So it's Guy's like, uh, excited because I told him about his yeah, song. It's, it's like weird Dan Yankovic, man. Is that what we're saying? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, I've joked that, hey, I have my dad. Then when I was about 12 years old, I found out I had a biological father. But in reality, I know I have a third father, and it's Weird Al. It, it is. <laughs> I, I've could have I've written albums for this man over the years. You know, I was telling the guys, I really wish I would have wrote down my song that I had for Adele's Rolling in the Deep, because it was one of the best fart songs ever. <laughs> just, it was. And it's just a shame that I don't remember it anymore, uh. but... You know, really looking forward to, you know, getting some Smite parody songs in here going. You know, I I used to play Minecraft a lot and there was a lot of great Minecraft parody songs. And, oh, you know, that's kind of what, you know, got me going down <laughs> this road when we started joking around about having a karaoke episode. So, you know, uh, you know, figure out your song that you want, figure out the God you want, you know, feel free to parody it, parody <laughs> it up yourself or... Shoot the idea over to Dan. Say, hey, I like this song and I like this god. What can you do for me? And we'll see what we can do. Hell yeah. Also, an announcement for next week. Uh, just so everyone remembers, we have Ryan Bailey, a.k.a. High Res Agro, coming on. So uh, don't forget to drop your questions there in the old guest questions segment. And uh, it's going to be a little different than what we've had before. It looks like because uh, of the schedule, it's pretty much going to be a Q&A. A long Q and A, but a Q and A with them, and not so much of our typical. We're going to cover the god and everything with with their input and them being involved in that. Uh, that might change 
But for what it looks like right now, it's just going to be a big old Q&A. So let's get some good questions in there for him. And, uh, you know, poke it, poke it to high risk. And yeah, maybe we'll get a little bit of his alter ego aggression out of him. Right. GG Titan Forge. Can't mm-hmm. say GG high res or low res anymore. God, what are we going to do without calling him low res? Um, Midget Forge. I have to figure something out, I guess. Midget Forge. Minion Forge. GG Minion Forge. You're the Minion. (laughs) Minion Forge. I like it. Minion Forge. Anything else out here before we get ready to wrap one up? No. Long live Minion Forge. Well, you heard it here. Not really. All right. Well, hey, uh, Yuki, how can people get a hold of you these days? You can get a hold of me at Ryukutsuyuki. Uh, so that's Ryukutsu underscore Yuki, because I'm stupid today. Same. Uh, on the PlayStation. <laughs> on PlayStation 4, send me requests. You know, we'll hit it up, play, say hi, I really don't care. You can find me on Twitter at YukiGaming22. I'm getting better rep posts and stuff. Building some followers, which feels really freaking weird. Oh. And, uh, you know, find us on the Discord, where you can always... At me in Discord and ask me really dumb things. I'll give you really dumb answers, I promise. <laughs> he will. And if he's on his phone, there's going to be a ton of misspellings, too, that yeah, you have to throw. Same. Yeah, he might just, he might just drop a code by autocorrect it to dis, dis, uh, incorrect spell. What's English? <laughs> Someone's autocorrect ain't working in their damn brain. autocorrect now changes words when I spell them right to the way I would spell them wrong because my phone is mean and I hate it and I want to burn it. That's all, folks. <laughs> how can people get a hold of you, Big? Beagle. Yeah, Thanks. that's what I said. Anyway. I'll come down there and slap you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? Let's just forget it. How about this? You can find me on Twitter at Beagle underscore girl 27. I noticed I got some followers from some Smite people, which is cool. It's cool. I'm trying to post more Smitey things on Twitter, but I also don't post on Twitter a lot, and if I do, I, like, retweet something from a YouTube or something. From Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. You can also find me on PS4 at Beagle underscore girl 2780. Send me a message. Let me know you're from the podcast or I won't accept. Just because random people in games will send me from the quest, and that's a whole different story. And if you, you can also find me on PC on Smite at Beagle Girl 27. No underscore because they don't allow that apparently. <laughs> But yeah, right. I'll play some games, and that's about it, yeah. How about you, Guy? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GSmitey. You can get a hold of me on PS4 at GuyAJ78, and on Xbox, it's Xbox at GuyAllSmitey. Xbox. Xboxes. <laughs> Isn't there something else you want to tell us about, too? No, oh, we have a uh, Facebook Facebook group also a now. Facebook <laughs> Guy, I thought you were going to get out clean this episode. Uh, no, right. uh, oh, yeah, Facebook uh, group just opened well, today. So we're all broken. Uh, at least I know this week's title, Week in English. <laughs> <laughs>
What is uh, in English? So we're trying to expand the community. We love all you guys. So, uh, just I just you know, realized something. This thing. I forget. <laughs> all right. So, Dan, <laughs> how can people get a hold of you? You guys can get a hold of me at DirtXNapXDan on the PS4. DirtNapDan on the PC. Hit me up. We'll play some games. I'll either feed or lead. Just I'll figure it out halfway He's through the time. Um, and on Twitter at Split Push Podcast with no A. All right, that leaves good old me, good old Dirt Naps Dad. Dirt so Naps Dingus. Dirt Naps Stupid. Sometimes, but um, you can find me on the PS4 and Twitter at Dirt underscore Naps underscore Dad. They haven't drugged me on the PC yet. I haven't downloaded it on uh, on the PC yet. I'm still playing some coming. Minecraft to get used to the WASD. I'm really trying not to sneeze right now. Um, <laughs> you know, get on our Discord. What? You know, I got, Don't uh, judge I got my a laugh. permanent link. You know, I'm on the top of Dan's and mine. So funny. Twitters. These guys are still Stop. going. I'm still trying not to sneeze though. And once I start, okay, I don't stop for a while. It's scary when he sneezes when he drives. Email. We have a community email. It's community at splitpushpodcast.com. And goodbye. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I can't. Uh, oh, hold on. That bought me a reprieve. The laugh. It saved me. Um, You're welcome. So, uh, you know, I think that's it. So, yeah. Come. Come hang out with us and, and grow the Smite community so we can all have a better game. And when it comes to dirt naps, remember, you got to give them before you take them. And when all else fails, split, split push. push. push.